thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I talk about it, my impending trip to the DMV. We also talk about kids and does birth order and gender matter? Also, some celeb talk. Thank you so much. Shoplipandclip.com and enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. I can't wait for the next vaginal thing. I'm looking forward to it. Paula. So explain to me why I was locked in the garage with the lights off. Uncensored as always, it's time for the ugly truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 295. We are sisters who podcast. Cha-ching! That's exactly who we are. I'm Jamie with my sister, Paula. Welcome! Okay, so after we conclude this recording today, Paula, I get to go to the DMV. Oh, what's the occasion? (laughs) I'm so excited. Well, this is something that I've put off for a really long time, like three years, actually. I've been putting this off. When my license was due to renew, because I'm such a, I'm a very good driver, I was given the option of renewing my driver's license online. And it was kind of a new option in California at the time. It was like, yeah, you can renew your license online. If you don't have any changes, you can just say, yes, renew, and then they'll send you an updated license. And the only thing you sacrifice is that you have to keep your same hideous picture. Oh, okay. At the time, I was like, I was in the throes of all kinds of stuff. I had no time to go to the DMV and try to present myself as a decent looking human. I just, honestly, back when it was time, I was really at my fattest and I was really (laughs) not happy. And I'm like, what's the point? What is the point of doing this? The, The last time I took my picture, Malia was four I think I'm maybe a little older but I looked like hell and I'm not gonna lie I mean it's taken me a long time to decide to not be you know overweight and it's a constant battle but now I'm like well I mean I I've lost like 20 pounds since then that's a lot that is a lot I never got the updated renewal card I never got the updated license and then we moved and so when I go online to the DMV to see, because, you know, at the time I'm like, I never got it. What's that's so weird. And we hadn't moved or anything at the time. And so when I check, they're like, your license is current. There's nothing, there's no suspensions or anything like that. If you haven't received your updated license, just wait. Because at the time there was this big influx for everybody who wasn't, uh, who was on a green card at the time to get an ID. Oh. They were saying you have to have a, a, an ID now. You can't just have a green card or a visa. You have to have like an actual ID in California for stuff. Right. So there was this huge backlog. And so they said sometimes it can take up to six months to get your driver's license update. Well, six months in a, in a busy person's life, you forget. I completely forgot and I never got it and I had a passport and I still have a passport that's current. So I haven't been I have been pulled over, actually, and I gave them my driver's license and my passport. And when they log it in, they say, oh, yeah, it's current. She just doesn't have the the new the actual ID like right thing. So let it go. Let it go. And then finally now in California, I think it's all over the country. Actually, they have this new thing called real ID in 2020, if you want to fly domestically, you have to have a passport or your driver's license has to be this new real ID. 
it can't be just a regular old California driver's license. You have to have this special thing on it. Is it like in the upper right hand corner? Yes. And I've you, seen that before because I think yes. Victor just got his license renewed and his says it's either two two different types of words. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the thing is, is that to get the real ID, you have to show proof of residency and you have to show a social security card. I mean, it's like applying for a driver's license wow. all over again. It's legit. You have to show additional proof of your residency, essentially. And so and that you have a social security number. Well, anyway, it's going to get difficult the longer you wait to to update your driver's license. And since I officially lost my license, I never actually got the one, no matter whether it's my fault or their fault, it's lost. And yes, it's been years. (laughs) So I said, you know what, my license expires next year anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and get all of it done now so that when 2020 comes, I'm already taken care of and I don't have to think about it. So I decided I'm going to do it. And so Malia had to go get her permit test done, which she did not pass. Oh, what happened? She missed one too many. So she has to go back next week to take it again. Did you look at her test to see which one she missed? No, it's all electronic now. Oh, it is? Yeah. When you go in to take the test, you you are in front of a computer screen and you use a little stylus and you take your test. And what's worse is when you miss it, they tell you right then and there. They're like, nope, that's wrong. Move on. Next test. Next question. Don't I feel like a dinosaur? I mean, right? we used to get like that long, weird looking test. Yeah, the strip. And, and they would mark it. And then you could at least study your test to make sure that, I mean, you didn't always get the same test the next time yeah. you went. But I mean, at least you could kind of like study some of the ones you got wrong to make sure that you were on the same track, I guess. I don't know. I gave her really bad advice because I said, if you don't know the answer, just just answer the ones you know and then go back and answer, then answer the ones that you weren't sure about. Even if you're not even remotely sure, just wait. Take the answer, the ones that you know cold and then go back and answer the rest. You only can miss, I think, seven or eight. And she missed more than one. She missed eight or nine or Was something Was she like able that. to go back or no? No, because it's all computer now. Oh, so she had to answer. Yeah, so she answers. And if she got it right, it goes ding. And if she got it wrong, eh, and then you get the next question. God. And if you're a kid, you know how many you can miss before you fail. And so she knew already that she failed before she even finished the test. And it's so sad. But but now she said, oh, yeah, I'll ace it next time. You know, it, it was all the unknown. Well, doesn't she only have to wait like two weeks or something? She's literally going back next week. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and she doesn't even have to make an appointment. She can just show the little ticket and just say here and they'll send her straight to the testing station. And she's already taken her picture and everything. She just oh. needs to pass the test. So they were actually really nice to her, which was nice. Anyway, so now today I get to go to the DMV and take a picture and turn in all of my paperwork to prove that I exist and all of that. I don't have to do the test or anything, luckily. But of course, I'm on the rag. <laughs> Daryl and I just got back from our uh, early anniversary trip from Half Moon Bay. Right. And we got sunburned. So now I have a sunburned nose. So I look like a jack-o'-lantern. I have, you know, raccoon eyes from my uh, sunglasses. And I'm like, awesome. And I'm getting a cold sore from the sun and the wind. <laughs> so... I'm like, why did I choose? Why did I do this? Like, why am I doing this myself? I could just not go and make another appointment. 
but I've done that twice. <laughs> so I kind of need to do it. I kind of just need to do it. Now you can fill everything out online and just show up and give them a number and they'll pull up your account and say, oh yeah, you filled it all out. Okay, great. So hopefully I'm really hoping it goes fast, but I'm not counting my, I'm not counting on it. I'm, I'm counting on having to wait. I'm expecting some, you know, transient to be in there trying to do something saying I need to do this to get this and I just and it's a hundred and something and it's just a really I feel like all the planets need to be in order for me to feel compelled to go to the DMV and I just don't think that ever ever happens well I hope I don't have any problems because my license doesn't expire until 2022 you'll have to get it done before that Hmm. you have no choice unless you don't fly no, ever i try not to but i know but i'm <laughs> i know but you never know what if something happens you know you won't be able to fly unless you have a passport i don't have one of those either so i'm not pleased but um you know hopefully nothing weird ensues and hopefully i have no awkward moments which you know you and i both know is going to happen inevitably <sighs> of course to be like oh well you blinked in that one and you know, the last <laughs> the last time i got my picture taken she's like why don't you smile i'm like why <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> no. You don't smile? No. In passport photos, they tell you not to. Oh. They're like, we don't want you smiling. We want your normal resting bitch face. So everybody can look like a hostage. Yeah, we want everyone to look. This is what you look like when you've been taken hostage by a foreign land. Jeez. <laughs> it's just the worst. Anyway, I told you earlier that Malia had her cheer camp. Yes. She has the privilege of being... Uh, she was chosen as a varsity cheer captain for her senior year. And it was a, it's a really big thing. It was really exciting. She worked really, really hard to to earn that title. And we're super proud of her because she's the baby of the family. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, personalities uh, aside, I've come to notice that people who are the baby of the family tend to choose. They tend to like to be not in charge. They want to be cared for or they don't want to be responsible. They don't want to be the take charge people. They want to be the ones where they go, we have this for you. We're taking care of this for you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I would say that applies to you as well. Oh, for me personally? Yes. Oh, because I am the, the baby. Right? You're the baby. And it's not that you can't t- take charge or that you're not a leader. But inherently, if you had your choice, you would not be in charge. You would be like, here, we, we're doing this for you. We have this for you. You don't even have to ask. This is just the way it's going to be. This is what we would like you to do. You're like, yeah, I can do that. That doesn't that doesn't cause me any pro- problems. You know, that doesn't impinge on my life in any way. So sure, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. They're kind of more go with the flow as long as your needs are being met. And that's not an offense. That's not like saying that's a bad thing. That's just kind of how, because when you're the baby of the family, especially when you have siblings, they take care of everything for you. Well, and not because they want to, but that's just how they were raised, you know, like, well, being the oldest, you had to make sure everybody had breakfast and, you know, everyone was dressed for school. Well, that that is true, except that when you're the baby, we all wanted to take care of you. Oh, you were, you're a baby and you're cute <laughs> and you're the, you're the littlest and, you know, you're the fun one and we get to do stuff with you and torture you and I was just making... like so explain to me why I was locked in the garage with the lights <laughs> off 
Just it was an experiment. <laughs> we wanted to see when you'd start eating dog food. I was just so, like, and someone told me to eat dog food, and you did it. So, but see, you did it. <laughs> so anyway, I just remember like mom trying to wean you off of the bottle and Stephanie regularly going up to get you your babas that were above the fridge because Mm -hmm. you wanted them. We're like, oh, get it for her. She wants it. She's upset. She needs her baba, you know? And so we would, mom would, she's like, I don't even know what to do with you people. Stop (laughs) giving her the bottle. We're like, but she wants it. You know, I mean, we're, that's what we did. You know, Malia is the baby of the family and her sisters and brother they did everything for her. It's like most babies of the family do not talk early because they don't have to because mm-hmm. their siblings talk for you on your behalf. They're like, well, Malia said that she really would like this. And we go, Malia, is this true? Uh-huh. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's no need to ask for anything because your needs are being met by others who want to do it for you. So you have representation, <laughs> constant representation. And they're not handling you. They are your servants. <laughs> they're, they're there for you. Malia is the epitome of the baby of the family. Her needs are met because others, her representation informs us of her writer and what her needs are and they get met. That's just the way it is, I think, for a lot of babies of the family. And I mean, is it still that way, though, even though her sisters are, and brother are all moved out of the house? No, it's, it's different. Now she's the only child. But the transition isn't there because she's always been the baby of the family, you know, mm-hmm. so the transition's not there. But anyway, I've come to see that as hard as she wants, she wanted the captain role, that is a leadership role. And when, like I was telling you earlier, cheerleaders are bossy and loud they're they're control they want they want they want to be in charge they want to be in the front they want their they want their opinions heard immediately everybody's important you know and it's super important to be that way when you're a cheerleader especially when you're a competitive athlete those personality traits are essential because it shows in your performing and you know you need that big boisterous personality Right. And so Malia doesn't have that inherently. She has to work really, really hard to do that. And so I'm super proud of her because it's not easy. And she's a quiet person by nature anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because she's, she's getting a little frustration because some of these bigger personalities are starting to think they can kind of walk all over her or like she's not going to push back. You know, right. they're like she's she's quiet. She's not going to tell us to shut up or anything. But let me tell you, there's something about a person who is really quiet when you piss them off and they're in a leadership role. That's actually scarier mm-hmm. when a big mouth tells you to shut up. When a quiet person tells you to shut up, it's alarming. Yeah. Because <laughs> you go, oh, maybe they're psychotic. We should probably listen. So they're pushing her to that point, And I'm like, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. And I tell Daryl, I'm like, God, I wish I could give her some of my bitch. You know, I just wish I could infuse my I'm not putting up with your shit attitude into her body because she just needs like a little bit of it. 
I know. Man. Don't you wish you could put it in a syringe? God, I do. It's like a. St- I want it to be like a steroid where I can just like put, give it to her and say, all you need is this and everything will be okay. <laughs> you just need a little, you know, a little. But I think she, she it's good for her. This whole thing is going to be so good for her, I think. Yeah, but I mean, think like about it. it. I mean, be. like, I mean, are your kids natural leaders? I mean, I know you only have two. So a baby of the family isn't really... She's just, and, and she's a girl too. It's like you have the nuclear family where you have the boy and the girl and the boy's the oldest and the mm-hmm. girl's the princess. So it's not kind of really the same. It's not like Ryan represents her in the negotiations. No, but I mean, he does like, he does look after her in that regard. Yeah, so, Tyler you know, did he, that too. If he hears a loud noise in her room, he'll be like, Olivia. Yeah. You know, and he'll like, go in her room and she's yes. like, I'm okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was funny. We were, Daryl and I were talking about it and I said, it's just really interesting. The the personalities that the kid, that kids take. And I don't know if birth order has anything to do with it, but it it, sometimes it does like babies of the family. It tend to all be the same. It takes a lot to push a baby of the family to be the leader. It really is. Unless there's a significant age difference where they're really kind of like an only child. Yeah. And only children definitely can be our leaders. Old, the oldest of the family tends to be the take charge one. A bunch of families got together for junior prom, for example, and everyone was just kind of standing around going, well, what are we doing here? And I can't take it. And I'm like, all right, that's it. Everyone, we're lining up, you know, and then I take over. I just take over because I can't I can't stand around waiting for someone else to do it anymore. Right. right. I don't know if I attribute that to being the oldest of, of four sisters or if that's just my personality or what. But, you know, it's just one of those things. I always think if there's an apocalypse, I'm going to be the one going, guys, get your sticks. <laughs> Come right. on. We're out of here you know, or whatever. I can't imagine waiting for someone to tell me what to do. And we were having this conversation in the car yesterday. Oh, what was it? I don't remember. Uh, oh, we were talking about Malia because she pre-registered to vote. Because she'll be 18 oh. and she'll be 18 in September and she wants to vote. And I thought that was I was really cool because yeah. I've always asked her and she always said, I don't think so. And now she's changed her mind. And I thought that was kind of cool. But anyway, I said, yeah, it's really funny when I when I was a senior in high school, the military, the different, different branches of military reach out to seniors to see if they can recruit. It's just what's what they do. Because mm-hmm. a lot of seniors don't know what they want to do with their life if they're not college material, then the military is a good option. Mm-hmm. So I said, I remember the military calling me. I think it was um, it was the Marines. And <laughs> they called and they said, yeah, we noticed that you don't really have any college plans yet. And we were wondering if you would like to consider the Marines. I think we can really help you with some you know, direction. And I said you don't really know who you're talking to. I said, if you saw me, you would not be making this call. Right. He said, I bet you're exactly who we want. And I said, no, you don't. I said, first of all, I'm not interested in being yelled at, nor being pushed to the point of physical exertion where I will be vomiting. And I don't like being told what to do. And I'm not interested in being broken into that either. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I, I don't. It's it's not even about the the military in itself. I have the utmost respect for men and women who serve. You know that. Yeah. That's just not me. I am not someone who can follow the rules. It's like I can't be in the military being sent somewhere and saying, OK, guys, we're all going left. And, and me going, well, maybe we could go right. 
Yeah, that would be me. It's like, this seems to be a better route. And they wouldn't want that. They don't want that from you. That kills people. Right. I'm not that person. I was laughing about it. Jero goes, well, did they, did you tell them that you, they called you private Benjamin in school? (laughs) I'm like, exactly. Exactly. But I would never conform. I couldn't do it. And I admire those who can for sure. But so we were talking about, we were just talking about leadership in general and kids and where they land and, and how that works. I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a leader, a strong leader, but that doesn't mean that they can follow the rules, which is me. I just yeah. can't do it. And I always, I, my way is always the better way. <laughs> can you imagine being in the military? No. Yeah. Why? Because no, of the, phys- the physical exertion or the t- being told what to do? I think it's the physical part of it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I could handle that. I don't want to handle it. It just, it sounds grueling. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't even fathom yeah. doing that. I mean, yeah. I can't even barely exercise now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that is the one of the biggest turnoffs is the physical part of it. It's especially in the beginning, obviously, because they want you in shape. I couldn't do it. Have you heard about this new parenting style called uh, Frabies? Oh, I thought it was Thabies. No, it's Frabies. What's Frabies? No. It's basically where parents, they're raising their children without gender. So they're treating them like they have no genitals? And they're going to let their children decide what gender they want to be. Oh, right. Because genitals do not equate to sex. The, the, your genitals don't, don't equate to gender in this theory. Right. Which I can't tell you how against I am. <laughs> so they basically dress them in gender neutral clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like gender neutral toys and, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They, I think. The kids all have like shaved heads or short or short haircuts or something like that. Unisex haircuts. Everybody's got the Dorothy Hamill lob. Something. And it's basically, yeah, until they're old enough. But I don't understand. I don't understand why. Like, what's so wrong with being a boy or a girl? Like what? It's not like. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a boy or a girl in the parents' eyes. They just want to make sure that that's what their child chooses. Adult. When did adults stop wanting control of their children? Like when did that happen? Where it's like, oh no, we don't have anything to do. We have no control because their minds are so well formed. They're so fully formed when they come out that we're just going to allow children to decide everything. Is that the same theory of we don't tell our children no? We don't tell them when they need to go to bed. They tell us. That yeah, super irresponsible to me, and not very loving, by the way. Well, I mean, and it's not just irresponsible, but I mean, you know, what kind of habits are they cultivating for their kids? You know, basically saying like, you know, I had to choose my gender and I had to decide what time I went to bed. My parents didn't parent me at all, you know. Yeah, they used to call that free parenting or something. And those children were terrible. They were smelly. They were exhausted. They were not educated well because you know they decided what school or when they were going to go and you know when oh, they were going to do their read. homework oh yeah. I, i've been breastfeeding johnny since you know he's seven now but you know we've we've taught him you know i've told him that biting me was a painful experience and so <laughs> god he's learned not to bite but it's 
I do not agree with that. I And this isn't about people who are born in the wrong body. This is not what this is. This is something else. In fact, I would almost find it disrespectful to do, to do this when there are people who truly are born not knowing how to choose a gender because they feel trapped versus children who are like, oh, this is just a giant Benetton ad. We're just free here. No. Do you have a penis or a vagina? Okay. Well, we're going to go with that for now. And after you hit puberty, if something changes, we will have that discussion. Man, the kind of therapy that these children are going to need when they're 30. It's going to be crazy. I mean, am I wrong, Paula? To me, it's just another layer of, you know, these, I, I find them to be fads. Yeah, I find them to be fads. I, I think it's a fad. I want to know how these people were, were parented. Oh, yeah, really? I, I mean, are you are you angry that your mother told you you were a girl because you were born with a vagina? Is that is this where this is all leading? I mean, because I want to delve deeper. <laughs> I want to delve deeper into why they choose this and why. I honestly don't think we're even offending anybody. <laughs> I don't I don't know anybody who would raise their child as a they. I just don't. And if I do, well, we're not friends. I can tell you that right now. We're not because there's no one there's it's such a fringe. It's such a fringe way of thinking. And and I feel like it's it's such a disservice to the to a child. Children crave structure. Everyone knows this. You are not creating a new world. It's like we're parenting this way because no one else has ever done it the right way. No, that's it. it all is the same. Children need food. They need sleep. They need love. They don't give a shit if they if they don't want the responsibility of determining their sex. God, it just drives me nuts. Just read them Curious George, for God's sake. Why do you have to do this? Dress them gender neutral. I don't care how you dress them. I mean, I don't really care about any of that stuff. Yeah, so it's actually called Thebes. Thebes. Okay. Like T-H-E-Y-B-I-E-S. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, basically it just says uh, parents raising babies let kids decide their gender. I mean, I, I know that there's this thing where it's not, where people, and I don't know who these people are, by the way, who say that your your genitals do not determine your sex or your your genitals do not determine your gender. And I know that's a thing. And or your genitals may not determine your sexuality. Uh, right. But I just feel like we're dicing it up into such little groups now that it's becoming dangerous. I, I don't and I don't like including children in that when you're an adult and you can you can do whatever you want. You know, if you want to be if you if you genuinely feel that you need to, you know, be a man if you're a woman or whatever that is i'm i'm cool with all of that that none of that is the problem my problem is thrusting the responsibility of forcing a child who does not have a fully formed brain into determining whether they want to be a boy or a girl and by the way they're gonna they're gonna act like the gender that they are they're a boy they're a girl you know yeah i saw a news story with um this couple, it's almost like they predetermined that their son, their daughter was going to be a boy. Mm. The little girl, she was like, oh, I don't know, six, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're just like, she said that she was a boy. And so they decorated her room all boy. Oh, so they, they're, they're making her stick with it? 
like I don't know if but the the little girl thinks she's a boy and so yeah I don't know man and I'm just um, like you can't tell me that a six-year-old knows the difference you know <laughs> well it's funny because I've seen photos and these make me laugh because they're funny they said, oh, yeah, my mom said that she always knew I was gay. And I said, how could you know I was gay? I was only like 10 or 11. And then they show a picture of him doing jazz hands in a family photo. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. See that he doesn't even realize yet. And that is different, right? That's different. Yeah, I mean, most I think a lot of stories I've seen about gay people is their parents already knew before they had to come out. I mean, good parents probably would know. And they're not going (laughs) to say anything. You know, they're just going to let it. They're going to let nature take its course. And when they come out to them, if they choose to, then that will be that. You know, that's how I always envision it. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, as parents, especially you go, okay, these are the things that could potentially occur. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my son or my daughter may come out to me. How will I handle that? Right. We, we have evolved as a society to know that we don't shame them and send them away anymore. You know, we don't do that. You know, now we we're educated enough to know. But that they're, it's like they're trying to they're trying to head it off at the at the beginning by saying it's not up to us to determine gender. Well, uh Actually, sex does that for you. <laughs> it does. And in those rare circumstances, when, you're, when your child comes to you and says, Mom, I really think I'm a girl. I don't know what to do. I feel everything about it. You know, that is a conversation you have when it happens. But you don't try to head it off at the beginning. I just, well, I, I I don't, just get don't it. understand what's so wrong with, you know, nature nature telling you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know why you're trying to fight. What, who are you fighting? Like, why are you trying to fight it? Like, what's so wrong with embracing your your girlness or your boyness? And they would probably argue, well, you know, it's up to them to decide. I'm like, no, no. You're adding problems and stress. Next time they take a bath, take a look. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, well. It's already been decided. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the majority of people, your genitals determine what you are period. And in the rare inst- in the rare instance when that is not the case, then you take it as it comes. I don't think heading it off at the pass is a good idea, and I think this is stupid, and I would tell it's I would tell them that. And I'm sure, oh, well we get a lot of out, you know, we get a lot of, you know, criticism like as you should. As you should, you stupid idiots. <laughs> Speaking of stupid idiots, Nick Jonas is getting engaged. After two months. After two whole months. They met in May, introduced each other to their parents in June, and now they're getting hitched. I don't even know how old he is. It doesn't matter. Two months. He still looks like he's 19. I mean, have they even been sick in front of each other? Has they seen each other puke or have night diarrhea? Have either one of them actually gone number two at each other's apartment? That's what I'm saying. Or are they still in the phase where he believes she doesn't shit? Like, come on. Haven't even had a real fight yet. Probably not. Eight weeks in, they haven't even gotten to all their favorite restaurants yet. Like, they've done nothing. They've done nothing. I don't care if they're famous. It doesn't matter. They'll be divorced in a year. You'll be divorced in a year! (laughs) Demi Lovato. What the hell? Okay, so initially she was apparently OD'd on heroin, and that ship sailed almost immediately. They're like, no, it wasn't heroin. She refuses to admit what she... But they won't say what it is. 
I read a thing, I don't know, you know, a friend of a friend said that she actually OD'd on Xanax and that she called the nine, she called 911 on herself. Now we are learning is, is that her assistant called 911, asked for no sirens, but did not disclose what the drug was, but said she had overdosed. They used a thing. Uh, they used that stuff. Nar- Narcan, which yes. is an opioid reversal for overdosing. So Xanax is not an opioid. No, and apparently she has had issues with Oxycontin in the past, mm-hmm. which would make more sense because that's the same stuff they used on Prince when his heart stopped in Atlanta about a month right. before he died. They used the, the the stuff. I'm going with what we heard first. Heroin? It makes more sense, I think. Yeah. Because they said that she's been hanging out with the bad crowd recently and oh. her management team was trying to like reach out to her and like get her on the straight path about two weeks ago and she basically told them all to fuck off. <laughs> That's not funny. She was going to do what she wants. She's full on relapsed. Totally. And she was sober for six years. That's a really long time. I wonder what changed. I wonder what happened because she was doing so well. She was on tour and maybe tour did it. Maybe there was some bad seeds you on know, her tour. the only thing I can think of is maybe she hit a depression. Maybe she does. Battle, she does battle depression. She kind of went through like a a string of guys and the tour, and then just kind of coming back. And maybe she was a little depressed. I don't know. I really like Demi Lovato. I've always liked her. I've I've always followed her through all, and she's been so public about her struggle. Everything, her cutting, her anorexia, her bulimia, her drug use, all of it. And I just, I'm really pulling for her. I really, really don't want her to die. I, I feel, I don't feel as strongly like I do about Britney because Britney's mentally ill. I know Demi Lovato has mental health issues, but Britney is genuinely has mental illness. And I, mm-hmm. so, but I really hope for Demi Lovato. I, I really hope she can get back on track again. I really, really hope for her. I don't, I don't know why people would make fun of her. I've, I've read that there was some people like, making light or whatever I'm like why would you do that what has she done to you my god you know I want to say she's only 25 but then again she's 25 yeah you know so yeah. if she keeps this up no good's gonna come from it oh she's gonna look like crap when she has 40 if she if she, if she makes it she may not make it we all see Lindsay Lohan <laughs> Oh, don't God. be don't do that you're so beautiful how did that scab make it to whatever age she <laughs> I is have no idea she has an accent now she's like oh, so weird sakes. i don't know what's going on with her bizarre okay really quick you know how much we love making fun of gwyneth paltrow and goop <laughs> yes god i love making fun of her because it's so stupid she's so easy easy target well because she's she's taking advantage of her celebrity by putting out all of this bullshit crap that people should put up in their hooch all the time like that's her thing it's so weird how she's obsessed with the vagina but apparently um condonast which is a a magazine publishing company they do vogue and they do condonast and they do all like high-end magazines Anyway, apparently she was going to, they had a magazine that they underwrote and they said, hey, Gwyneth, we're cool with promoting and pushing out your magazine, but we need a fact checker because you're putting out stuff about health and wellness. We need, we need to know that it's legit. Like it's not some kind of witchcraft, you know, we need it to be legit. And she said, no, fuck you. 
And she's like, I never said that it was, I never said there was a, that anything was a fact. It's just an alternative way of, you know, doing things. It's not like, we're not trying to say it, it cures anything. And they're like, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> we just need fact checks. We need fact checking on this stuff. So she said no. So they said, well, we're not publishing your magazine anymore. And they fired her. Good. So now, because of all the blowback, they are hired, quote unquote, hiring a specialist to vet the uh, endorsements of these products to get, you know, real, um, not facts, but, you know, just just endorsements like these these professionals say, yes, this absolutely will do this. It won't cure this, but it will do this. You know, like vag steams or jade oh, eggs right. and all that other garbage that they tell you to put up your hoo-ha. I, I don't get it personally, but I'm like, okay, fine. So they're going to do that, but it's going to be in-house, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And, and the thing is, she makes so much goddamn money on Goop. People just really? love it. I don't get it. She's like the white Oprah. The people just listen to everything she says and they buy into her bullshit. I do not get it. I saw, I looked at Goop. They sell a lot of supplements, things I would never put in my mouth. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what that herb is, but herbs are really dangerous if you don't know be. what you're doing. And I don't want to listen to someone who refuses to hire a fact checker to determine whether or not dandelion petals will help my cirrhosis or whatever. Yeah, really. I don't have cirrhosis, but you know what I'm saying. Right. (laughs) God. You had to clarify. Anyway, so I hope Goop doesn't go away because I want to continue to make fun of it. I can't wait for the next vaginal thing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we should do a a vagina episode again. Yeah, we haven't done a vagina episode in a while. We should definitely check in to see what's what's the new, what's the trend in vaginas. I just can't get over that vagina steam water stuff. (laughs) I know. Okay, so finally, before we go into ugly and awkward moments, this weekend, and this show will air before, or this show will air after this, so I'm not really sure. I'll give you the recap next time. Uh, Daryl and I have tickets to see Willie Nelson. My God, you guys are just on the go. I don't want to (laughs) go. And that's the thing is we're talking about, you know, I was telling you, it's like, I feel like we've been on the run. I, I've slept in my bed like four times in a month. I'm so tired. I just don't want to do anything anymore. I'm done. And and the adventures have been great, by the way. I'm not complaining, but I'm tired. <laughs> I just want to be at home, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it goes, oh, we have Willie Nelson. I'm like, well, when is that? He goes, oh, it's Saturday. I'm like, oh, God, when? He's like, well, we have to leave. He goes, well, it's only an hour away. And I said, only? Okay. And so what time do we need to leave for this? He goes, I don't know, like five. And it's going to be 104. Oh, it's outdoors? Yes. Oh, my God. And I said, I can't think of... And and there are fires everywhere right now. And it says that smoke will be blowing in to the area. Yeah. And I said, Oh, don't worry. There'll be plenty of smoke over there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I said, dude, I just... I don't know, man. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do it. He said, and I said, but Willie Nelson's eighty-five. Well, that's true. The likelihood of him coming round again is probably not high. So, do I suck it up and go, or do I regret it for the rest of my life? Well, I don't know. I mean, that is a pickle. 
<laughs> is it? Is it really? I well, just, I mean, I know you're not the big Willie Nelson fan. It's Daryl. I love Willie Nelson. I've never seen him. I've seen all the. I've seen a lot of the greats. You know, I've seen Merle Haggard. I've seen. Uh, well, that's the only one I can think of right now. But <laughs> you know, I'm like, I I know it would be f- it would be an amazing experience. You know, it, and the people watching alone would be. I worse. was just gonna say, plenty of eye candy. Yeah, there'd be a lot of that, but I just, you know, 104 degrees, smoke outdoors. It just sounds so repellent. I really don't know what to do about it, but I'm not pleased. So that's my conundrum. I'll let you know next week if we end up going. He yeah, mani- you'll have to keep me posted. He may manipulate me into going. I don't know. Just start playing his music and see if it gets you in the mood. It's not. It won't. (laughs) (laughs) I know it won't. I don't want to do it. Okay, so speaking of concerts, I have two Hugly and Awkward Moments, sponsored by LipandClip.com. The first one is this. I almost passed out from being so dehydrated at my very first concert. Someone on stage gave me some water and I chugged it really fast. It was ice cold. I had to run from dead front and center of the crowd all the way to the side of the venue because I was going to throw up. No one would let me through at first. And then I threw up in my mouth <laughs> and then and it covered my whole hand. And once everyone saw what was happening, they parted the sea like, like Moses. And he said, I ended up vomiting all over the wall of the building. Ew. Ew. Well, that's what you get. You know, dogs do that, too. If you give them water after they're super hot and they chug it, they'll just puke it right back up. I don't know. Throwing up at a rock concert would be literally the worst thing ever. I'm trying to think if I've done that. I haven't. I know I I haven't. It's just. Yeah. To me, if you get so drunk that you throw up at a rock concert, you have poor planning. Well, why are you even there? That's why, the and why point. are you so hammered? Like, why do you have to get so drunk to get through a concert? Like, it shouldn't, it's not about that, right? I've never understood. I've never understood girls who drink so much that they end up puking. It ruins everything. It ruins everything. At least to me, it does. I don't know. This one was really funny. A couple of years ago, I was at a metal show. I got on the stage and then I jumped in the crowd, but no one caught me. So I fell. <laughs> Hello? What Where are you? happening? Paula? Uh-oh. Hello? I have no internet connection. Did the internet just go down? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, Paula lost her internet. Okay, well... That's the wrap. Thanks for listening. Shop at lipandclip.com. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.